1: It's another edition of the SC report and it's when in here joined by JT who is once again started the season on absolute fire. How are you, JT? And and maybe you can just tell everyone where you're currently ranked after round one.
0: Mate, the the lightning's burned again. Lightning has struck twice. I have somehow found myself in three hundred and 66 or something like that, um, courtesy of one Jason Taumalolo and, Na- and Jakey
1: Friend score and tries. So it's happened again, um, already off to a fly, mate. How about yourself? Not too bad, hey. I'm just um, pointing up my uh, my overall rank now. But from memory, I I finished um, within the top, I think, 8,000, which is pretty good, I think, for this stage. So seven so 7- 1,600, a score of 1,008, got hit with some nasty downgrades, Ooh. particularly Down Morgan.
0: Monday. Awful.
1: Shocker. Weird day. Oh, yeah.
0: Updates in at eight, and then throughout the day just kept rolling in. So,
1: so we, we've got a chat, uh, a do. WhatsApp group, and no sex tapes there um, yet, <laughs> um, but it's a, a group of the disappear within a, uh, that a league we're in and and we we'll, I think the day started with this is good one mm. update this is looking really nice well we done boys it's it's going well and then you know income nine, 10, 11 12 more updates then down dates and mm. then it just kept them happening we've gone after all the work that's happened uh, particularly with the Daily Telegraph boys mm. uh, put in phenomenal effort I think it was like three to four articles a day and um, and then for it all to just, you know, uh, happen. It's not their fault, obviously, with Vapor controlling it. But please, just one update. That's all we ask for. No updates throughout. Just one update. Do it all in the background. Mm. And then nice. once you're happy, just do it. I, I don't understand why it has to be uh, out in the public. Right. Anyway.
0: It's always going to be conjecture, always going to be fuss made. But if you just do it once, one update, get it done, get it
1: through. We'll bitch about it later on.
0: But just get it done
1: mate that's that's what i think as well and i am uh, i don't know how about you are but i was fortunate not to be hit by any injuries or even the players that i've got as well that i've selected I'm, I'm quite comfortable with so i'm not making any trades this week and even if i look forward to next week potentially it's the first time in a long time that i can remember maybe ever that i could go, make no trades after two rounds what next about week you as well because obviously
0: yeah. next week's the big moving week. And as you said, like, I so, so.
1: So for the people that may be new to Supercoach, why is next week uh, such an important week? Uh, so obviously this is the first round
0: where price rises or price drops, as they may be, will come into it. So the Supercoach gurus, the stat guys, as they are, work on a rolling average for your players. Um, so they'll play three games before their price moves up and down, depending on what their break-even is, which you might have seen. In the
1: app, yeah. So I guess we'll touch on that a little bit later on, but it's kind of important that people aren't um, rushing to make trades this week with um, the price right, movements. I try
0: telling ninety percent of super coaches not to make
1: trades. They love They're it, addicts, mate. And what addicts. we've we've got one point five trades, or roughly around one point five trades per week. Mm. So obviously not enough trades to go throughout the season, but people um, won't learn. They'll yeah. they'll burn the trades. I'm looking and talking to you, Nick. <laughs> Cannot save a trade at all. Anyway, we digress a little bit from what our um, initial run sheet was looking like. So what are we going to talk about today, JT?
0: Uh, just there. We've had the intro. We thought we'd do touch on a bit around two team news. Obviously, there's quite a bit of content on the site um, around Team List Tuesday that dropped yesterday, the, your fantastic article that you put up there. Plenty of news in there, so we'll go through a little bit. Um, of those guys. Um, And then we thought we'd mix it up a bit and just have some general topics in here. So we've got three down that we'll run through during the middle. Uh, So you had a couple of ideas here. So impact of poor weather and injuries obviously ran into a heap of that over the weekend. We'll we'll dive into how that might have affected some scores. Uh, Secondly, we'll go through second row forward and center wing jewels, the absolute rolled gold of Supercoach and we might have some some fantastic candidates this year, it's good to see and then I thought we'd add in just a little run on to make trades early or not to make trades uh, so we'll, we'll throw those in make it a, a bit interesting and then to, to close out we've uh, asked the Twitterverse to put forward some of their queries, some of their burning questions um,
1: during the week so we've got some of the best here that we'll we'll go through and I think that'll wrap us up. Let's just jump straight into the team news. So obviously team List Tuesday uh, yesterday. I mean, we're not going to go through in detail about all the things, but we'll cover at a high level the, what's really going to impact from a super coach perspective. And the first and starting with, I think the last game of the week with the Warriors. So interesting that um, Papali is being named to return after a one week club imposed sanction. Um, but Lachlan Burr has retained his spot at lock. So That's all really good for now. We don't know 100% if that's going to stay true come Sunday, um, but it's good signs. Mm.
0: Horrible timing, that last game of the round, because if you're you're banking on Burr playing as a starting lock and then he's rotated out, whatever it might be, late change, you're you're sort of stuck there. So very interesting one for owners.
1: And I guess the other news there is that Isaac Luke has been named on the reserves. uh, Nathaniel Roach, Um, he's still got that starting position. However, I, I did read some news today um, that said that, you know, the Luke is um, pretty close to being pulled into that 17. No. So he's probably a, a, don't be surprised to him to be a, a late inclusion. And if that is the case, that's also very good news for um, Burr as well, right? That you'd have Roach on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Rotating.
0: Yeah, exactly. It always helps to have that uh, utility player. So they used to have Jazz Tavanga, who now comes on as a, a bit of a second rower, but... If it means more minutes for Burr, um, bench or starting, that's that's golden for a hundred ninety-six k second rower.
1: So before we move on to the biggest team news of the week, uh, I'm just looking at the beer that JT has put in front of me. Hey. A, a beautiful two is new sponsored. and um, you know that's a, it's an amazing um, us being loyal Queenslanders as well. This so is atrocious. How jumping do down, at, I'd uh, just like to point down to the bottom of the can where it says best enjoyed in a chilled glass.
0: Well, the five minutes before we did this in the freezer didn't quite work out, but you can imagine what a good beer would taste like. Just imagine yourself drinking, say, a Great Northern or a Forex Gold, as we'll be doing on Friday night, watching the Cowboys get up. We'll see. Just imagine it's a good beer, mate. We'll get through.
1: Any beer's a good beer at the moment, mate, <laughs> at uh, 6.30 on a Wednesday night. So <laughs> What we do, what we do for the love of this game. OK, so the biggest news of the week... And I can't believe it, to be honest, but Jordan Rapana um, oh. is into the side. Now, the, the, the thing to point out about that, and I'll, I'll quote um, one of our favourites, NRL physio, but he did have a tweet this week which said that um, it is in a lot sooner than what the Raiders had said. However, for the actual diagnosis for the injury that he had, this return is not unexpected. Hmm.
0: I think he... Um... Put up a list there of a few other players that have come back in similar time frames. So probably not too unexpected, but we're out of nowhere, hey. Simonson, dead. Mm. First cheapy down.
1: Yeah, so my strategy of running with the two non-playing reserves um, in Allen or Allen effectively non-playing reserve mm-hmm. and definitely non-playing reserve this week. And then Cherry um, from round one. Um, strategy is proving okay at the moment. Because you we, don't, have Simon, don't, have, don't have Simonson. Don't have Simonson. And also... Um, uh, I don't know. They got Garrick, who didn't perform too well on the weekend. I, I've gone with him, but I don't have um, don't have Ciro as well. And but he's been named this week. But Jennings is lurking in the reserve So yeah. So that's an interesting thing with Rapana. Um, I Yeah, that's just to wait and see. He could. Well, you know, obviously not jumping into to buy him at the moment. Yeah.
0: It's, it's, he's named in the side. So if he was on the the extended bench and like a late inclusion, you'd be yeah a little a little worried. But if uh, Sticky's named him straight there. You'd expect him, yeah. Um, no issue.
1: Great draft pickup for those who picked him up in the the late oh, yeah. rounds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pangoi Junior has been named lock. Um, so that's happened because uh, Lodge is out suspended for a couple of weeks, um, and that also see it him coming into the side too. So Pangoi was super impressive last week. I think he played uh, 40 minutes but scored around about 56 points. So um, PPM. Um, you know, fantastic there, or points per minute. Um, So the sign's looking really good. Um, What are we thinking there? Because I see his name has been floated around in terms of a potential trade-in target. Um, I don't think there's any rush.
0: No, and I liked him coming off the bench, um, watching his, his sort of super coach points rack up. Not that I love the Broncos, but... Uh, him coming on against tired forwards, um, sort of running on that edge and a bit in the middle there, um, he, he can wreak havoc, and, that, and that's probably why he saw the points per minute so high. So the fact he's been named um, at starting front row is probably not yeah, something you're going to jump at straight away. And the reason we got off him to begin with was that off-season uh, hammy issue. Mm. So uh, you'd be a very brave super coach to dive straight back in and, and put him in forgetting that. Um, and just looking at last week. Um, But, yeah, I mean, good that he's getting starting minutes, but I don't see it affecting his score too much.
1: No, and I think, yeah, so just correcting myself a bit on those stats, so 56 points last week in 49 minutes, um, points per minute of 1.14, 46 base points as well. So fantastic return, I think, for someone that's had um, a, a limited... Pre-season over the past month mm-hmm. uh, you would say after that injury in the trials but you know given that he's priced at a, a 53 average at the moment um scored a 56 there's no rush to bring no, him in he's so he's not going
0: to be you know premium gun out of range territory yep. early on so definitely wait and see
1: definitely wait and see but someone to target i mm-hmm. think is maybe a, a one of the first upgrades um if he keeps on going because if those hammies stay he could be anything he could be a a, you know, a six hundred thousand, um, you know, dual positioned um, yep. player. So, which is really good. Uh, injuries at the Dragons and Ooh. poor old Tyson Frizell. Um, what's happened there?
0: Tears in the eye stuff. That was that was awful. I still don't know how it happened. You just. Uh, about the only real useful thing Jordan Carhu did was um, have him fall on his
1: knee. But he's still got one M got... point, though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mate, Hodges must have found it absolutely hilarious because that's the only only reason I could think that he got that one point. But we digress. Uh, that brings uh, Jacob Post again, who's is, is nailed down that second row spot for the time being, you would think. Um, so he's been a great pickup for anyone that got him early um, thanks to these sort of injuries and suspensions. But Blake Laurie comes in now to, to yep. starting lock. Um, so what, what do you make of, of Laurie on there? So he's, he's around that cheapy Ford um, sort of range, but you, you would suspect between Host and, and Laurie that uh, Laurie is the one with less security going forward.
1: Less security, but um, much more potential, I think, if he does stay in the starting side. I, even if you look at the difference between the two, I mean, Host um, historically has produced. Um, you know, he's not his work rate is not fantastic mm. at all. So even on the weekend, yeah, he played ordinary. sixty odd minutes and scored around about forty points, so he's, he's roughly around about that point six points per minute. Where Laurie is a, um, you know, one point per minute. That's what he's produced over the past couple of years. Played forty two minutes off the bench last year, last week for forty two minutes, forty two mm-hmm. points. He nearly got a try. He nearly could got
0: a tap out of nowhere, and he's nearly steamrolled him to to get over. That would have been massive for anyone that got him, but. Uh, that's it. Uh, yeah, as you said, like uh, the reason we say that Laurie's probably got not the best security is obviously Corbin Sims coming back into the fold uh, next week. Yep. So depend, wait wait and see kind of thing where he, he ends up, whether they start him straight at lock to stiffen up that forward pack or ease him in off the bench. Uh, he did play a couple of games in the preseason as the suspension didn't count there. So you'd imagine he'd be pretty fresh and, and fit. So I expect him to go into that. 13 spot and Laurie to to go back to the bench next week so could be a potential trap uh, if he doesn't score quite large this week I would imagine.
1: Yeah look I think that um, for me um, both of them are are, are relatively um, potentially good buyers next week I wouldn't be jumping on them I don't think there's any rush this week. Um, Host is I mean as I said he's he's not going to be a rolled gold uh, money making Mm -hmm. machine. Um, You've got Leilua on the bench as well Um, but I think that he will play 60 minutes um, and produce 40 to 45 points. Mm. That should be enough to see his price increase by around about 200K from where it is now. Laurie, I think, um, could produce basically the same um, with reduced minutes, but, um, you know, is it that little bit of an elevated price? So he's probably got a little bit less of profit to to be made. But both are definite options to be bringing in um, if you do need um, to to look for a cheapie in your... um, uh, in your forward pack, Angus Crichton, what is going on there?
0: Right, who, who would know? It's all the talk about the shoulder injury, I think it is, um, just being sort of eased back into it, but could potentially be worse than we first imagined. Well, why play him? Why play him at all Yeah, off the bench? Well, he, he got through, what, 20 minutes or so last week, he looked pretty busy when he was out there. Obviously, the game was sort of gone. Um, by that point but I don't know like he played the trial he started in that he captained him and then I think he scored of a, a try
1: him. it's just weird mm, he did he I don't know great. what's going on
0: I reckon and you know conspiracy theorists in me Mitchell Orbison either got photos of the coach or the coach has got him in super coach like how many people have we seen trade in sex tapes Mitchell, or, who, sex yeah. tapes. it's all the rage it's all the rage and I reckon Orbo's got a juicy one he's and we're, we're joking there before <laughs> anyone tries to sue us
1: we are joking Allegedly. We, we don't Allegedly. we do, we don't Nick Quiris is a great man. We, do, we don't have any we don't have anything. It's a joke, okay? Uh, a but joke. in all in all seriousness
0: he's yeah or, Orbison's there as a placeholder, you would think, for the time being, but yeah. how long is that time? It's just, it's, it's, it's weird.
1: well, hopefully for a few more weeks. Well, how good would it be? What's Brighton? Uh, 640? Yeah. So I'll yeah, well, just bring, know, well, I know the the after round one, uh, break-even isn't anything, but I'll bring that up right now. He's got a break-even 171. So mm-hmm. the the true um, uh, Brecht B will come through after this round, and we'll see, but he is set um, for some pretty... Um, hefty price rises. What I'm going to do? I've got my laptop in front of me right now, and I'm using, um, which everyone should be making the most of, but NRL SuperCoach stats. Fantastic website. Uh, Matt Hawker is a tremendous guy. Um, they've got a tool there called Price Change Calc, and what we can do is is basically predict what the the price is going to be for Crichton, and after a few weeks. So we've locked in his score of 12. Let's just say he scores 20 points this week, coming off the bench, reduced minutes. But then he's going to average uh, seventy points after that, uh, and then that is going to say that he is going to decrease in price. So we're looking at it now. He could, after lockout, basically of round three, he could be looking at a close to an eighty thousand dollars decrease mm. in, in price, um, and you know get down to um, you know around about that that five hundred and sixty thousand mark before he starts, and that's almost a hundred thousand right there and then, right? So um, the, the reason why I raise that now is people are looking to, um, to trade Nathan Brown. Yep. And he's the next player we're going to talk about uh, who's obviously injured. I think he's missing for up to three months. My point being there is that people are trading Nathan Brown to, say, a, a Pango Jr. or someone that might not be a, a keeper or even downgrading to a Garner or something mm. like that. A
0: lot of Bateman. A lot of Bateman,
1: Right. If I was a Brown owner, I would be looking at Crichton's price and also looking at scores and saying, well, and potentially by round five or four, I can pick up Crichton hmm. round five for 100k less. Because
0: Brown's not going anywhere. Not going His anywhere. His price is going to stay the same for the next three months. I'll make
1: 20k from trading Nathan Brown to Angus Crichton. Hmm. So you pull that trigger in a few weeks' time. Well
0: And you've got to resist the urge to trade. You do have to resist yeah, the urge to trade.
1: But I mean, I, I just don't think people are looking into stuff like that. So um, he's a representative back rower. Um, he was brought over on big money. He's going to be starting and Orbison is going to... And as much as we love him, <laughs> as much as we love Orbo Gun, he's going to drop away. It's just inevitable. We know that. Um, so And Crichton's going to be playing 80 minutes on the edge sooner enough. So you're going to, everyone's going to get a fantastic price. And unfortunately, a lot of us aren't going to have the cash cows that are going to be as mm. matured at that stage to be able to move up. So, you're going to probably pulled the trigger a little bit earlier. So, for the Brown owners, it's a good opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Let's talk about Nathan Brown. So, he's out for the next uh, 10 to 14 weeks, I yeah, think it is. So, he's a definite trade-out. That's too long to hold. It's just depending on when you're going to do it and that. Um, the other news from Parramatta is Will Smith thinks out for 46 weeks. Um, that opens the door for uh, Jamin Salmon, who comes into the side. Um, and you've also got Matt McIlwreck, who yeah. was officially named today as well. So and That
0: might be a dagger to your Reed Marnie owners out there, who saw his, his 80 minutes with a try, didn't get the best return. But as soon as McIlwreck comes into that side, if he does, um, that that might virtually write Marnie off, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you look what uh, what Reedy Boy did, he played uh sixty seven minutes for sixty three points, but only thirty four of those were based. So mm. uh, without that try that's a pretty poor um score and you know he did start the season at a forty point per game average. Um so he's effectively would have gone backwards in price um a bit without that try. So I don't think he's a great option, but good on you if you are stuck with it you picked him, he got that try. Uh, copes and a few of the other guys that are in our our chat um enjoy it while it lasts. It's not gonna last too long. And what about Sivo? So he holds his spot. Um, George Jennings is floating there in the reserves. Mm. And I think that the mail at the moment is that that's how it's going to stay.
0: Yeah. Well, it would be nice. And especially now he's coming up against the Bulldogs. Like, this is his chance to uh, cement his spot. If he, if he can nab a couple of tries here and, and look busy and get out there and get involved, then it's, it's his spot to lose then. And he keeps Jennings on the pines. This is a perfect week for a guy like Sivo to run riot and lock himself in for, for a month or so, which would be massive for us. We, we can't have another Simonson on our hands as an owner. Just can't. And we, we knew that risk coming in. We knew that risk with guys like Simonson, with guys like Sivo. Um, but, yeah, this is his week where he can really cement his spot. And I'm actually looking at playing him. Um, so obviously, he's coming up. And you, you pick your sort of center wings on matchups, as yep. I like to do early on, especially your cheapy guys. And I think this is a week where, uh, weather permitting, he can he can crash over for a couple. And it, oh, I can't wait to watch.
1: Excellent. Okay, so I think that's everything for the round two um, teams. Uh, is there anything else from your side, Justin, that you want to bring across? Uh, not particularly. Oh, there is one thing I missed in the
0: introduction. We were just talking about how good I was personally, my 300-ish score. Uh, it's actually part of the number one super coach scoring league in the competition. Uh, it's a little Cowboys fan forum that I'm a part of, cowboysstampede.com.au. Uh, a few of us, 10 in total, got in You're there. Such a homer. Nailed some, nailed some brilliant scores. So shout out to the guys there. Number one, who knows how long it'll last for. I think our young legends group with, with Copes and those sort of guys got to maybe 30th last year.
1: Not bad, not bad. We're, we're, carrying, carrying, we're, we're carrying a couple point. in there, including oh. Tom Sangster.
0: Oh, poor bloke. Has been Tom Sankstra
1: and the old Surge Buster is struggling uh, pretty heavily. Oh, they've so, got lift boys. and
0: Sparky off the site there, not doing so. Oh, Actually, no, he didn't do too badly there. He, he's in for a big year, I hope. A few,
1: few of the guys in there. All right, mate. Uh, let's just take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into the meat of the to- plushcare.com slash weight loss so something a little bit different this year Uh, historically on the sc report we've you know had a look at the trades in and out and you know those kind of things Um, this year what we're going to do is we're going to focus on three key takeaways from the round that's gone um, that we think is important to get across or to discuss just as you might with a um, your mates if you're sitting in the pub uh, having a beer and talking super coach maybe you're talking about these three topics so justin and i are sitting here with a, a lovely warm a lukewarm oh, to his new rough. <laughs> struggling to get through but we'll, we'll make it we're going to cover three topics so the first one is just the impact of the weather and injuries over the weekend and i guess why we want to talk about that is when i had a look and when i was working through the team's analysis yesterday justin i'm sure when you did the week mm weekend roundup, yeehaw, um, that, <laughs> yeehaw, that, you know, the there was horrendous weather on the weekend, um, one, and that in itself was going to impact Supercoach. Mm. Um, players aren't offloading as much. They're just, you know, just straight running the ball, tackling, and a heap of errors. So, I mean, we do have a stat here from Tim Newmans from Fox Sports that he said that um, round one had the fourth most amount of errors since 2013. And that's massive. And if you look at um, even some of the, the guns, like look at Damien Cook and a few of those guys, which are stat beasts. No, hey, Marty
0: Tapao did not throw an offload.
1: Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. And even if you look at guys that perform really well, like uh, Robbie Farah, he mm-hmm. still only had 40 base points, right? Okay. So, okay, let's talk about that. So the key message for me, and I'll pass over to you, but the key message for me is... Do not rage trade because of round one because of the the weather. I mean, it was horrendous. It rained everywhere on the eastern side of Australia. Yeah, yeah. I think the only place it didn't rain was in Melbourne on the the Thursday mm-hmm. night. Every other game was effectively um, impacted by rain, way, and maybe New Zealand, Zealand as well. It didn't. Yeah, didn't New Zealand rain. was fine. Yep. And that and that had and surprisingly or not surprisingly that produced lots of good supercoach scores, yeah. particularly for the Warriors. Um, so yeah. So my my takeaways. I think round one is basically a bit of a write-off. It is the first, it is the one round that falls out of the rolling average in terms of price movements um, sooner than any of the other ones. Um, But we seem to react a lot more to to round one scores. So um, I would just take that into consideration. What about yourself, Justin?
0: Oh, absolutely. And we talk about, so even I was thinking over the weekend, I was trying to uh, land on a captain. There was wet weather everywhere. I've got no idea. I went with um, late change from Jai Arrow to Jake Traboyevich. So I just thought, manly, it's going to be a horrible game. There's going to be so much defensive work to do. Jerbo's is going to get there. He's going to um, be given the ball and and run it up uh, every set. And what ends up happening is that as teams keep dropping the ball, they set scrums. They waste time for that. There's no tackles to be made. Yep. There's no hit ups to be to be done without an error. So. All of a sudden you're trying to reconfigure your game for wet weather and even your base stat beats just aren't doing the job that you expected them to do and same as you said the so cheapy wingers were um mediocre with their returns this week yep and that's all down uh to how expensive their teams were playing so Obviously, in the wet, you're not going to spread the ball wide and the wingers aren't going to fall over the line like we, we hope them to. Mm-hmm. But this week, say weather's dry, then next minute, a guy like Sivo, as we've said, falls over for a couple of tries. And all of a sudden, that 20 or 30 that you were worried about um, this week becomes a thing of the past. And as you said, like it's going to mean nothing after the first price rise in two weeks' time because that rolls out um, straight away. So, like most years, you just, you, you've just got to resist the urge to rage trade, as we call it, so to see a bad score and think I need to get rid of him. And that's why you see guys like Orbo, that's why you see all these other players who you normally would never touch as super coach options. All of them are sitting in that most traded in list. And... Everyone's just got to calm down, like your, your Kalen Ponga owners who were tearing whatever hair they might have left out watching him on the weekend thinking this is, what have I done? I need to trade him. I need to go to, to you know, Munster who got a ton. You just need to give it another week and wait. Uh, maybe the weather turns dry and maybe you get a look at what it's generally going to be like during the season because it's I'm, not monsoonal every week.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, if you look at Ponga, um, what he scored 38 points and he did mm. nothing.
0: And in the end, that actually ended up not being that bad Yeah. when you when you think about some other scores, like Teddy's, for example.
1: And for the people that are trading out um, Ponga, I guess all I'd say is please go and do it. <laughs> because at the moment. <laughs> no, um, join me.
0: Join me on the death ride bandwagon here. I, I don't own him. And hey, if, Friday night was fantastic for
1: me 33% of all teams owned. So, um, yeah, that's a rough but ride. if we look at the upcoming fixture for Ponga as an example, um, plays Penrith this week has an average score against them of 50 points and then he plays Canberra, St George, Manly, Titans and then Parramatta.
0: Some juicy juicy stuff there so, that is making me very frightened.
1: Okay, so he averages 93, 66, 57, 94 and 60 against those clubs over his career.
0: So why are you trading him out? Why is anyone Why would you him trade him out? out?
1: No. So so you have Done the research, or maybe you've read a few articles and listened to a couple of podcasts. Mm. You've put him in right. after one round, it all changes. Why?
0: No reason, no, absolutely no reason. Um, obviously, we knew coming into the season, he might start a little slowly, mm-hmm. and we're focusing on Ponga here. But he's obviously new to the position in terms of NRL. Um, he's working with Pierce and, and Watson at the back. There's a lot of um, guys who are going to command some attacking ball there, yep. and it, it, it may have always been going to take some time, um, but you know, this week he'll come out, and I'll know, I'll sit back as a non-owner and watch him absolutely tear it up as people did last year, and that's just the nature of this game. My Especially captain this
1: week, locking it in, lock it in.
0: Big call, the, the game's sort of mid... Midweek, so not a, not a bad option.
1: Midweekend, yeah. Midweekend. But if anyone saw the Penrith game in the weekend, they look like a pretty distressed club at the moment. Um, it looks like they're going to start off really slow. And the Knights, mm. I'm tipping a bounce back.
0: Yeah, for a particularly,
1: well. so they obviously won, but I'm tipping, tipping a bounce back for for both Ponga and Fitzy uh, to go pretty good. So my call of the week, <laughs> Wendon's call of the week, is Ponga captain and a Fitzy Ponga, or a Pongyman Pong combination Yimun. points total of 160 over.
0: Oh, that is huge. They're so obviously hoping that Ponga feeds Big Fitzy for a couple of couple of tries. Oh, yeah. He was quiet, Fitzy because Ponga was quiet. Yeah, still 40, so they'll, they'll 40 points, not doing try.
1: much, nearly had it, and, as and as it was pretty unlucky to, to not scoring it at, at one stage. So
0: you mentioned their opposition there, just cut in. So Nathan Cleary. Another one that guys had had set in their side for for months and months leading in. A few guys, myself included, jumped off uh, the bandwagon thinking all this off-field stuff with the Panthers was going to affect him. Um, and he had a he had a poor game by his standards on on the weekend. Um, no one can deny that. But he didn't return a single attacking stat. And yep. Nathan Cleary is a guy that just doesn't stay out of the game uh, for that long. We've seen in his last sort of year year and a half he's been in the NRL. He is one of those guys that will just turn it on out of nowhere and go big in games. So the fact he, he got, what, a, a 25 or so, unfortunately you're going to have to ride some of those scores. Um, if you've backed him in all off-season, you know what he can do. There's no need right now to panic as an owner. He, he got close as well. He got uh, a ball away to Wonga Blake with the line wide open who managed to spill the ball at the last minute. So that sort of thing, that's, that's an inch away from, from a good score. So, and that's all it is in this game.
1: Absolutely. And I think it was 60 to 40% um, possession differential um, yep. with Panthers on the bad on the wrong side of that as well. So that's not going to happen every weekend. If you look at last year as an example, so in round 16, Cleary scored 12. And then the uh, rounds after that, after the, the buy and, and origin period, he came on and scored 80, 97, 88, 75, 74, 68. So please, again, trade him out. I dare you. <laughs>
0: I don't own him either. So
1: the message is don't trade out people because of the weekend that's just gone, particularly guns.
0: Um, I mean, I've got a 300 or whatever, and I don't own Ponga or Cleary. So this week, they can come out and score tons, and all of a sudden, I'm back 20,000. Yep. that's that's the nature of this game and we had a twitter question actually about that very thing saying i'm you know x amount of points behind the lead what's what's the point of keeping on going might have been a bit tongue-in-cheek but at the end of the day it's round one like but you know you're, you're up there for a reason and people are down there because they've got these guns that are that didn't perform but they're, they're just as likely to come out and kill it this week and destroy non-owners like myself
1: fingers crossed so it was a horrible weekend of weather round one teams are still adjusting um don't read too much into it it's the message and don't rage trade now the second part of this point was around the injuries Mm. so and also we should say suspensions and a couple other things obviously it started in the broncos game with james roberts going off after the fifth minute which caused a, a, a huge amount of reshuffle with the bench because stags came on um to the centers and uh And the coach has even come out and said that that completely disrupted what their plan was. So you don't read too much into that forward rotation, particularly with the amount of minutes that Fafita got. He's starting this week. Plus also Flegler only getting the the 10 minutes as well. Um, You know, he was actually really good when he was on the field. So don't, um, you know, be be making that sideways trade to a couple of the other rookies this week just off one performance. Let's give him a bit more of a shot. And there was was sprinklings of injuries all throughout the weekend that, that caused issues. So... Um, the big impact there is your bench rotation, and again, the message is, you know, don't just rush to a trade. We need an, at least another another round or another couple of rounds and before. You need we do a it.
0: sample size where you've got a normal game, and normal is dry weather, good track, and no injuries. And it won't always happen, but it just means you can't read too much into, um, oh, this guy got eighty minutes this week. Like he, that he must be part of the coach. The coach loves him. He's going to do that all year. Uh, you know, the risk you're running there is that the real rotation comes out this week, and all of a sudden that guy that you thought you needed to jump on suddenly becomes you know average, and the reason that you didn't pick him in the first place. Yep. So huge risk, and it's the best time of year to sit and watch. There's, it is. there's no risk. You've got two trades next week, and
1: hope and hopefully, mate, you've done the research. Mm. You're comfortable with your side. Well, you some shouldn't, people. You shouldn't be. happy to make a couple of <laughs> trades this week. You know, without injuries, you should be at least sticking with the side you've got. Otherwise. You know, what's the point in, in doing the research that you've done? There were some injuries, and we've covered that in the teams, uh, or in the, um, the round two teams, so we won't go through them. But consistent messaging, don't jump to Calm. any trades. Calm down. Calm oh, down. Okay. Number two, the second topic of the week, second row center wing duels. So I reckon we've Ryan Madison we had last year, mm-hmm. um, and obviously he was fantastic until he got injured yep. or the concussion. But there haven't been too many other guys that, you know, are the legitimate 80-minute edge forwards or back rowers that are available uh, in the center wing. And, you know, I remember when I first started playing the game that they were the roll gold guys. They had, I remember man, picking Mannering in my second row, yep. uh, my, in my center wing available, but I was playing in the second row. And guys like that were just, you know, fantastic. Toro right? Harris. Harris, recently. huge. Yeah. Um, so they're the kind of guys that, um, you know, that I guess make or made or break your side. And I guess last year we kind of went away from that. And the year as well, when you had guys like Jordan Rapana and uh, Ethan Masters that were um, the dominant center wings. And you had these guys that were just scoring a heap of tries and a heap of attacking stats. Um, and we kind of went away a little bit from those guys that just you know produced a solid 50 to 60 each week. There's, you know, you get... you. You're not going to get your huge 100-point gains, but you're also not going to get your 20-point shocks as no. well.
0: And shoring up that floor, okay, we saw last year how, how damaging it could be to your score for the week if, if your centre wings didn't cross for tries and that kind of thing. Yep. So it's huge to have someone in there that you know is going to get 50 points or more with a try.
1: So partnering those guys up with you know a couple of um, centre wing and maybe wingers that do have the occasional... Um, you know, 20-point game, but then they have the occasional 120, 150, you know, that's that's a recipe for super coach success rather than having, you know, four centre wings that are all your outside backs, right? So maybe let's let's step through. So we've got a few this year that are, have come through. So we've got two Sharks forwards with Capewell and Nikora. Mm. Uh, Capewell is over that 300K, um, you know, we're, we're well aware of his abilities. He's, um, you know, been a, a buy cover in, in past years, but he's got that starting edge role with uh, Wade Graham, out injured and also Luke Lewis not in the side and also you've got Nakora who is a rookie and thankfully priced at that basement level um, and both played 80 minutes in the weekend Mm. so is that a sign of things to come?
0: Well I can't see why not for this game specifically because there weren't any mid-game injuries or um, you know horrible weather conditions I I don't think on, on Newcastle for this game so the fact that Nakora, especially, as, as a, a rookie, got 80 minutes on yep. that edge and, and did what he did. Um, bodes well going forward. Um, so you have Bakuya on the, on the bench there sort of floating around, but uh, he got rotated elsewhere. So that's that's great signs. And, and just on on Capewell, and this is Kurt Capewell, we've had some, some feedback on the chat about... Yeah, Kurt's mum's finally on sending <laughs> his death <laughs> his mail. His missus is happy. Uh, just on Capewell, if he was in any other side, I think he would have gotten so much more... Uh, attention than he's gotten, and that's just because of the fact that you've got Nakora there in the exact same position, but 120, 140k cheaper. Yeah. So a lot of or some people have gone both of them, which turned out fantastically for them on the weekend. You got your hand raised, yes? I will let them know. Well done, mate. Well done. Thanks. Um, but yeah, both of them, 80 minute second rolls that you can plonk into your your centre wing. And that you know they get you that 50 60 points uh, for the next sort of two months while Wade Graham's gone and in that time you can work around your as you said the more volatile center wings around them uh, and 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 build your points up that way. So I think they're, they're both fantastic options. I missed out on on Capewell for that very reason I just thought, the um, core is there. I, I don't necessarily. Sometimes it can just look ugly having so many of the same jersey in the one position.
1: Mate, light blue is a lovely colour. <laughs>
0: I'm not a fan of that jersey, but yeah, you look at that, and and if you've got both of them in there, you, you've done well first round, and, and you're set now going forward. Um, the other guy we we've got down here is is the big talking point of the weekend, and that's John Bateman. Yep, uh, not what a performance. Not Luke, as <laughs> some unfortunate super coaches have now realized a little too late um, but he was he was he was great on the weekend yep I'm a, I'm a non-owner unfortunately really I, uh, I didn't buy into
1: all of the stuff so about... what what is what's your center wing look like
0: Oh, let's get it up here. So I've got, unfortunately, and, and probably the biggest dud of my week was Kerrod Holland. So he's by far the highest price that I've got sitting in there at the moment and he was he was bog ordinary on the weekend, as the Bulldogs were in general. But um, even job security for him outside of his ankle issues look looks pretty shaky. He was he was awful.
1: Well, as long as Dean Pay is coach, his job security well, who, looks pretty good. He doesn't like to make any changes. That
0: poor bloke, who knows what he's he's Doing there, You've got Reese Martin uh, whiling away his time in reserves for some reason. But so I've had Carrot uh, Holland who stunk it up. Uh, Tom Opacic as my yeah, you know, he's a Cowboys player. And yeah, I thought that was fine, mate. About 30, 30 right. points. No, you can't. You can't. Should take have scored up. a try. Uh, yeah, it was a bit iffy obstruction, and then he got brought down, short, but, you know, against the Broncos, he, he's a sure thing for about three or four. So I had him <laughs> him sat there. I had Sivo. Um, I played Nikora, which was handy. I played... Sorry, I didn't play Sivo. I played Nicol Klockstad, and he looked good. I didn't mind his, his game at all. There's a fair bit of um, people talking it down, but I thought he looked dangerous with the ball in hand. He was in horrible conditions. It was awful on the gold coast yep as it normally is but he i think he passed the eye test for me um the raiders looked reasonably good with the ball in hand um so i think he's got plenty more work to come a little tougher because you got him at that 260k price range but yeah so the only sort of second row jewel that i've got in there is is nakora yeah yeah so the others I'm, i'm basically relying on him Carrot Holland to get some goal kicking stats. If the Bulldogs can finally score, which seems a miracle, hmm. and a few of the other guys to fall over the line.
1: So I'm assuming that you um, will be targeting at least one of these guys before oh, price Bateman, Bateman definitely. Yep. Um, so I've got to work out now. Um, I just how
0: can't to get him with, in. Yeah, exactly. And and it's it's fantastic. You got so many jewels um, in that sort of. I've I've got a few jewels, I should say, in that second row, forward and, and centre wing um, lineup. So. I can shuffle some things around, but geez, I I don't know how much longer I could uh, go without Bateman in there if he turns it on again this week. And as we said, uh, injury mid-game, might have messed with his minutes. He ended up with 80, but Bateman also had to cover um, Simonson going off, so he moved to centres with about 15, 20 minutes to go. So again, um, conjecture there, but... Uh, looking at him i think bateman is almost a must-have from next week if i think so with
1: given he's in that center wing so 61 base points as well and 65 points and he looked
0: busy it yeah. wasn't like an anomaly or, or anything like that. he just kept getting past the ball he was he was wanting the ball he was he was looking yeah. dangerous he wasn't just taking you know bad runs Mate, or anything.
1: i said this on the weekend i'm dying for an interview interview with Gus. Well, i just well, no yeah I, <laughs> I want someone to interview bateman Oh, the gypsy! The gypsy! Stuff, and right. he was—I think he's was a father when he was seventeen. There's nothing wrong with that, um, but um, the, his players say that he—they can't understand a word that he says.
0: Oh, we can't understand
1: Sparky, and <laughs>
0: how long have we known, known this Geordie local? All
1: I want—I just want to hear him talk. I just yeah. want to hear him talk. He's hilarious, but he just seems like that kind of guy. is just tough as nails, mm. um, and he's just, he just—he comes across as uh, someone that I think that. Raiders fans are going to absolutely love and opposition fans are absolutely going to hate. So maybe a little bit like an Adrian Morley or or someone like that. (laughs) Adrian Morley. Um, But he's in my side, so I'm very happy about that. Well done. Okay, so moving on to the final topic of the week. And we have kind of covered that a lot. So we don't probably need to spend too much time on this, but to make trades early or not to make trades, um, no. I think the only trades that I'm making this week, if I was, would be forced injury trades, maybe Nathan Brown, Something like that. But even the cheapies, and we're going to get onto some of these in the questions that are up next, but you need another week. Mm. You need to see if it's you know it's sustainable what they're producing or if it's a one-hit wonder. Yep. Um, so unless it's forced, I wouldn't be doing it. It's the last thing you want to be doing after the first two rounds is made four trades.
0: Exactly. And not just uh, to see how they perform, but injuries. It's mm. a massive part of our game. And you're basically taking a risk there that you don't need to take To bring in a guy, like you have a week now to watch, to watch how positions work, how minutes work, how these cheapies go and how their job security looks. Say for example, Siva, you're obviously not going to trade him out because he's so cheap, but a guy like him who all of a sudden comes out and like nails his spot with a massive game. All of a sudden that guy you thought, oh, he's a bit iffy, I, I can get this cheapie in over him because this guy killed it in his first week that guy that you're bringing in looks like a stinker because he's stuffed up on the weekend and all of a sudden his job security's at risk. So it's just a huge week to just sit back and watch.
1: Just sit back. and do not emphasize that don't enough. Don't, unless, pull, don't pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, unless That's, you desperately need to, unless for whatever reason you've got you know, a billion injuries inside. Yeah. And, and the way you need to
1: look at it as well, mate, is that um, you've only got a limited number of trades. Yep. So if you were to sideways trade a gun to a gun, right, or even a cheapie to a cheapie, that's a trade that you don't have to upgrade. Mm. So we all want to have 17 locked-in gun guys basically by the end, right? Yep. Um, And, you know, by using these trades now, you're limiting your ability after the buys to be downgrading, upgrading. So downgrading to enoughs, upgrading to these just rolled gold keepers. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's another reason why you never just get rid of a gun. They'll come good, just ride it out.
0: And I can speak from experience, actually, how important it is to save these trades early on. So last year, obviously, did quite well in the early rounds. I had no I need empty. to. <laughs> we're out of beer. So <laughs> this will be a long finish. So we got, uh, you know, didn't need to make trades in those early rounds. So I held them and I waited for necessity to arise. Yep. And I did that for two or three weeks. So I banked them while people were you know, panicking left, right and center, bringing in guns for guns, cheapies for cheapies. And that allowed me later on in the year, not that I used them well because I ended up 500th, but that allowed me the option of where there was an injury late in the season to just automatically trade that personnel. Yep. It wasn't a matter of, oh, I've got to now carry this guy on my bench because I've run out of trades. If you do not have to make a trade
1: right this week... Before don't you, do it. Just don't. Yep. And yeah. even next week, it sounds, it sounds well, stupid. It.
0: Prices aren't going to go ballistic. And, and, so the, and
1: the reason why I say that, so there's a couple of really good cheapies available at the moment i know we've spoken to them so we won't go into too much detail with them but if i just have a look at my side right and if i'm thinking about who i've currently got in my forward because that's you got a host and you got a larry and you also got garner who was our first twitter question but um i've got Fafita, Joe O, lane flegler then chvojevic arrow murray fitzy madison and burr
0: so no need to do anything. I don't
1: think next week, I would. I don't think I'm going to be trading any of those guys no. for a Lowry or a Host or anyone because I'm not going to be downgrading one of my guns. Mm. I can't trade a Fleekler to one of them without burning another trade. The only one would be Burr. But if he's starting at lock yeah, you're right, and he's right. tuning, all I need to do is tune out for 30 points, yep. he's going to earn, earn that. So yeah, I just wouldn't get sucked up into these hype players. What do we um, say? A trade's worth? About hundred grand. 100
0: grand? Yeah. yeah, easy. So if you think by moving X cheapy to X cheapy, you're going to make yourself a hundred k better off, in the long run, all things going perfectly, then yeah, do it. But,
1: but save your trades. That's the message. Yep. Okay. All right, mate. We are running out of time, big time. Um, but let's jump into our Twitter questions. So we put them out hashtag Ask the SC Report, and we've selected a handful of questions which we. Um, I've already kind of touched on, so we're going to move through these quite quickly. The first one is from Adam at Smalley tweets. Um, should those that started with Crichton persist or trade uh, to Lolo or even downgrade to Lane and Meadow?
0: Oh, it's, it's a tough one because obviously you know, we're saying don't, don't waste trades or anything, but with Crichton, I think you've got to bite the bullet because next week he, he may come in and start and all of a sudden you've just got to wear that, say, what did we say? Eighty hundred K 100K, 100K right price drop. Because he's a gun. He's a guy that you're going to get in eventually. You've just happened to go one week early, and at the end of the day, like it doesn't matter what his price does, because if you've locked him in as a set and forget sort of option, you just ride that out. Um, so I don't see, as we've said, trading him down to a Lolo or a Lane or a Matto no. now is, is worth it, because you just you, he might be back next
1: week. I'm holding Crichton if I have him. Yep. Oh. Um, Because you knew that he was starting from the bench before the game, right? So you knew that. Um, Next one, Luke Garner. So is Garner worth bringing in? So that's a question um, we've got from a a numerous amount of people, but we'll um, just answer that. I mean, I was very surprised with what he did. So I think he had around about 50 base points. Let me just double check that. But I think that's what he produced. Played um, 60-odd minutes as well. Um, yeah, I was very, uh, 40, 41 base points. He scored um, sixty five minutes for eighty points. He had the try line break, um, so I was quite surprised in his performance. But um, he's at that elevated price of two hundred sixty five. So even if he he goes along and scores from here out, I think it's about it. He'll could earn if he just lock away what he scored last week. And this, I encourage everyone to go and do that to to at least just go and play around with the price. Uh, calculator within nrlsupercoachstats.com before you make any trade just to go and do it and, and just say if he was to average 45 from here out including this week um, his price is going to go up by 160k Yep. where if we compare to somebody like a host um, might not score as well but because he's at that lower price he's looking likely to go up by about 200k so I mean,
0: who's to say he doesn't? Host doesn't fall over for a try. Um, so Garner obviously scored quite a good one there, but who's to say that Host doesn't come out and do that himself? And absolutely, his you know forty to an eighty.
1: And the play, people that are, and I'm going to make reference to Mark who was running through his trades today um, with me, but he's a guy that um, had said, "I'm going to bring him in," and he's not even starting him in his seventeen. Oh, so no point. Two hundred and seventy thousand is a lot to have as a non-playing reserve. Um, yes, he's going to do it. But unless you've got him in there to be start, basically playing, giving you 40 to 50 points per week, that's a lot of money that you could be using elsewhere. Mm. Um, so, it's probably I'd probably rather use that cash and say a Lowry or a, or a Host.
0: Yep, go cheaper, uh,
1: less risk. Or well, McCarley as well from the Tigers who mm. who scored pretty well on the weekend with around about 30-odd points. So Great guy. Um, okay, let's move along. So, that's Garner. So, I mean, if you started with him, fantastic work, but I probably wouldn't be rushing to buy... JT's got his hand up, well done. Um, I would definitely be waiting a week. Yep. Um, you've got um, Cheekham on the bench as well for the Tigers. Who knows what's going to happen there.
0: Again, no good signs that he got the 60 minutes before we getting subbed out.
1: Yep. Thomas Flegler, so we'll cover that very quickly. I mean, I, I um, would definitely just hold him. No,
0: I can't trade him out. He's bottom dollar, and you don't know what minutes are going to look like this week. Again, that's why we've said hold this week, because he might come out and play 30 or 40.
1: Yep. Who knows? So, Nathan Brown, we've covered, so I don't think we need to talk to him. Um, Jerome Hughes, question here um, from Sampi1111. Um, Jerome Hughes will be a keeper this year, yay or nay?
0: Ooh, I said nay in the off-season because I didn't, I didn't want to pick him up. I thought he's behind Drinkwater for a reason there. Yep. Um, I've seen what he can do in the past, but to get that for a full year might be a bit iffy. But he looked classy on he did. Thursday night. He I don't know if you if you backed him in like all power to you. It's that magic number one jersey. So I've said nay, but again we've got a one game sample size to go off there. Base
1: point performance of thirty five.
0: Mm, fullback, that's love that. Funny. You got that's a lot really of, good. So and they they kick to him. Yep. Uh, so yeah. Lots
1: of promise there. So well done if you've selected him. So yay um, or nay? Um, I'm saying the potentially potentially yay. However, um, how can you have him as a keeper when you've got Um, Turbo and Tedesco at fullback and then halfback he's not going to be in the top few guys there Mm.
0: his peers are strong
1: Yep. okie doke so where are we going John Bateman is the next question so NRL supercoach addicts so at NRL underscore SC underscore addicts do you see Bateman as a must have after round one if it means you have to trade someone like Holland so I would not be trading him in this week Um, even for a Holland um, I'd be waiting till next week
0: yeah, so I mean, we I picked Holland because he's got this high base stat um, uh, churn out that he he sort of got on the weekend. But the thing with him is that he might come out and, and score a try. Holland plays on the edge, whereas Bateman plays in the middle, and you sort of know what you're going to get there. So obviously they're around that same price. So as much as I say, uh, don't bin a guy like Holland unless you desperately need to, unless he's named out of the side there um people are going to have to make some tough decisions coming up in order to fit bateman in um and obviously a lot of people have gone with cheap center wings so it's going to be tough to find that cash there yep um but whether you uh, like i I have said i reckon he's almost a must-have from next week i think from next week
1: Okay, moving along. Um, let's talk about Jordan Carhu. So we've got a tweet from at Stebo Seven. Is it too early to trade Carhu out for Burns, who we haven't spoken about at all? Braden Burns, and what about Holland? If you have him as a second hooker,
0: yeah, we've mentioned Holland there. Like he's he has the potential to be a premium center wing if the Bulldogs get their uh, stuff together. But who knows? Um, in terms of Carhu, though. Um, Everyone was warned. Everyone was warned what this guy could put out. Uh, People have obviously still ignored that and gotten him for a reason, and that's because he's a goal kicking fullback playing in a reasonable side, as other people call it, the best side in the comp, as I call it, and he could fall over the line at any time. So, yes, I would say it's too early now to trade Kahu out for Braden Burns. Um, You're going to give us a reason why, Braden Burns?
1: Well, I think the reason why is we've seen what he's provided in the past and it hasn't been that great. Yep. So So he's a classic example of just wait and see. Exactly. If he produces something similar, so I think he had over like 35 um, base points. around about that. I'm just going to pull it up now. Um, So he produced 34 base points on the weekend. Um, He got a couple of downgrades, I think, which Mm. impacted him. Um, but let's just see if that happens again.
0: Yeah, you've got a free week. Prices don't move. You can see what happens. Is was this a you know one game wonder kind
1: of thing from yep. from Braden Burns? Moving along, so the next question that we have here from at Coops 006 and it's just Clemmer question mark.
0: Yeah, well, he's a guy that's flown under the radar, much like um, James Tamo did until uh, this weekend, but. Mm yeah I, I don't know he's he's around that awkward sort of price that he's not quite a premium but he's not quite a mid-ranger who could go um, ballistic I think he's just gonna churn out those, those pretty handy scores but again like you're sort of caught in the middle there because he's not gonna make as much money as a mid-range guy like say TBJ and he's not gonna bang out the scores that a you know Jerbo or someone will eventually get to so personally I think he's just a bit too middle-ish mm. um, He's probably a great guy to have in like a draft competition, Um, but I don't see the value there, especially because he's playing Origin as well. So he misses that uh, chunk of time during the middle. So I didn't see anything that would make me think, like, damn, I've missed out on a good one here. Yeah.
1: I mean, the only things that I would put to you on that is that last year averaged 52 base points per game. In round one this year, he's produced 59 minutes to 64. He averaged 56 minutes per game last year. So if that's a trend that increases and he produced 69 points, right? That's Gerbo-esque. Mm. So Jerbo averaged 59 base points last year. So if, if we see that again next week, at 538,000, if you're still holding on to Nathan Brown, it's not the worst shout. He's a dual position, second row, front row forward. Mm. So depending on what his role is at the Knights, he's the big dog with the pack, right?
0: Yeah, but again, we're we're coming back to the fact that it was one game, so. one game. So they
1: said, wait, let's wait. But if you're going to get, if after round two he's producing, he's playing um, over 60 minutes, close to 65, and his base points up around 60, then surely you, you can't ignore that. Hmm. All right, wait and see. Can not ignore that. But yeah, one game is too small a sample size. Last year, he averaged 56 minutes, 58 points per game, priced very awkwardly at $540,000. we have got other guys that are um, around about, you know, not too far off that with the Ryan Madison, who was fantastic on the weekend, and then a little bit lower with Sean Lane. Um, so there's plenty of options there. Um, but yeah, the signs are very good for Clemmer. Okay, let's move along to the final part. And just some general questions before we close out. I'm just having a look here. So, um, long-time follower of the site, at Crusader underscore 29. How does one delete team? (laughs) We've had a few people... Clearly going shopping for toasters this week.
0: Uh, they had a, a rough week by the sound, so people are Tom asking, so. <laughs> poor bloke, asking why they're trash cans at this game, uh, I think someone mentioned, and obviously the delete team button, but you know, it's one week, um, so as I said, people will kill it for one week, and then next minute all the guns that didn't perform will, yep. and you'll slide back, so um, hold, hold on. <laughs> just hold on Andrew <laughs> hold on
1: um last one is from at Rob underscore McAndrew do you think the Bulldogs would be the same as the Knights from a couple of years ago whereby we just our captain comes from whoever is playing them
0: mm. still hard to say either between them or or the Titans looking at their uh, horrible run with injuries starting um but yeah they looked so off the pace in, in New Zealand there. And obviously the Warriors were up for that game and yep. everything, but just defensive structures. Um, Holland was all over the shop there. They were falling off tackles. Um, it, was,
1: it was ugly. Mate, from, and, memory, from memory, that left side edge was horrific. No, it was, it was good. I mean, particularly in that first half. Um the amount of times that the the Warriors went straight down there. Um mm.
0: so I had a mate Matt that wanted to give a shout out to his um fullback Roger Skui Varsashek for, for getting across the, the stripe and setting one up there. But he's that guy's not gonna play a carrot Holland on the edge every week, so um but yeah, I think yeah, uh, that's why I'm looking at the eels this week. I'm playing Sivo on a matchup there because I think there's plenty of points looking at that dogs lineup. That yep, awful.
1: Even maybe even a Sean Lane's a good captain yes, option this week.
0: Sean Lane I actually have I've thought about him as a sneaky option there. Um, hopefully he'll bang out the eighty again. And yep, um, looks, looks very looks diff- dangerous. Very
1: dangerous playing off Brown. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Dylan Brown, eighteen year old looked... Right at home there. That was great to see.
1: Yep, and did so. I didn't watch the. Sharks, and I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I didn't watch the Sharks' nights game, um, because I think that's when we had Friday drinks.
0: Yeah, I was also at these drinks. You also had these not, drinks, <laughs> and, not yeah, paying too from much. From
1: memory, attention. you were enjoying yourself as well. Oh, and um, too his news. Yep. Yeah. Did Cape will play on the same edge as Johnson?
0: did Capel play on the same edge as Sean Johnson? I thought Nakora was the one that was playing on the same edge as, as SJ, and that was why a lot of people were, were quite happy about yep. that.
1: Because it's the, the one thing that I wasn't sure of about the round, so I need to go back and have a look at that game probably mm. to see. Or, sure people if someone will, will correct us. Someone will comment, and we're not actually <laughs> yeah. saying the answer, but yeah. it's one just to check, because um, that's another um, thing as well. If you're looking to bring in someone next week, if Capel is playing on that edge, then um, you know that's going to be so dangerous. Mm. But anyway, we don't have the answer and I've just thrown uh, JT a hand grenade at the end of the podcast. Yeah, I
0: need more his new under my belt. <laughs>
1: All right, mate. Well, that is going to do us um, for the round one wrap slash round two preview, whatever yep. you want to call it. But And we've
0: gone over again. Uh, oh, well, we might hit under an hour.
1: Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening in and we will see you next week. Yeah.